Welcome back, my fellow, fellow Chicago Bears fans. It is the newest episode of the Barely Sane Podcast. Um, hope you've been enjoying your uh, freedom from Bears insanity because I think it's coming back in full force. Um, so what we'll do today, um, I just want to talk about why I, I, what I think about what's going to happen in the draft, um, why I think it's going to happen and how it affects us going forward. Uh, it's strictly going to be just based on the first first round. I'm not going to talk about... We're in the second and third, you know, what sleeper prospects that I have because I just, it's really nerdy and there's not many people who want to hear all that. Um, so, but the the one thing that I want to talk about is is why I'm convinced that I think that the Bears are going to walk away on Thursday night with um, a quarterback in the first round. Um, okay, first, let me be clear, right? A lot of it depends on what other teams what other teams do, right? You can you can only take who who's available, right? And I'll talk about that. Um, but like I said in the last pod, I, I think that one of the biggest issues for me was the idea of taking such a big swing for Russell Wilson, right? Three first round picks, uh, choice of players, like it it was a huge huge offer. And then your backup plan to that plan was to go with Andy Dalton, right? Those things that just doesn't. I'm not a math major, right? But um, those things don't add up, right? So, um, but even then, you know, I was like, well, maybe they'll take a flyer or somebody in the second or third or whatever it might be. But um, I just don't. I, I don't think that way anymore. And again, it, it, it depends on what happens in the first. So let me just jump right into it, right? So if you look at it, you know, the, the idea of going to get a quarterback, most likely you'll have to trade up, right? There's some, some rumors of uh, Justin Fields falling, right, who is who, is who I want. Um, there are, uh, if Mac Jones doesn't go number three, he could fall. He might, hell, he might fall to 20 um, if he doesn't go number three, Um but part of that is you're likely going to have to make a move up, right? And one of the things that we've seen recently is a lot of people are saying that the Bears won't be able to trade up because ownership won't allow it, right? Ownership doesn't want to mortgage the future for a, a front office, which includes the head coach, um, that might not be there next year, right? And I said last podcast that I, I thought that all the signs of them being able to pull the trigger on the things and, and, and do what they did made me feel like it wasn't as, as, as foregone a conclusion that, that these guys are on the hot seat and that if they struggle, they're gone. Um, because, again, I, as of right now, again, ask me in, in September. Um, but as of now, man, you look at that schedule, it's a nightmare. It's going to be really, 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 really hard to have a successful season with the schedule we have coming up. But... Again, just the idea that we could go into next season's draft or next season with just Andy Dalton is it's lunacy. Like it, there's there's no other way. Like it, it's 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 idiotic. It's crazy. Um, there's no way that you can say, hey, as a franchise, we're not going to have any young guys on the roster. We're not going to have um, any developmental prospects on the roster. That's just not going to happen. That doesn't happen today. You have to have somebody, right? With that being said, I think it's got to be a first round. I think it's got to be a swing 
Um, next year's quarterbacks look blah, right? You have you know Sam Howell from North Carolina, off the top of my head. Um, and, and so who, really, who I don't know how good the the class looks as of now. Um, I just know it won't be as hyped as this one. Um, but with all that being said, let me let me break it down. Let me start talking about why I think um, and how it's got to work out for us to take a quarterback in the first round. And I I think that I think it's 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 between it's it's Justin Fields the trade-up guy, or Mac Jones possibly falling. And then we have some options in the lower and later in the first, which I don't want to talk about because I don't want them to happen. But I think they, we have to talk about it because it's a possibility. So, um, all right. So first, these are the things that have to happen, right? And everything I'm speaking of right now is about moving up to take, like, a Justin Fields if he falls a little bit. Um, so these are things that have to happen for us to, to make that move. First, Mac Jones has to go three, right? And there's a lot of talk right now that the 49ers don't know who they're going to draft, and and uh, they're between him, uh, Mac Jones, and Trey Lance. Which, okay, before I even get into all this, I'm sorry, I need to apologize. I don't understand how Justin Fields went from the clear number two to now he might be the fifth one drafted, right? He plays in a in a in a um, com- in a Power Five conference, right? Uh, he dominated that conference. Uh, he played his butt off against Clemson last year. Even played well against Alabama, even though they got their butts kicked in the national championship game. Like the dude is a player. He's only had, you know, I think he had a bad game against Northwestern. Um, and I know there's some guys who talk about he has a real long delivery and all that other stuff. Again, I don't want to get too nerdy, um, but he was the guy. If him if he was eligible last year, right, he was gonna be up there with those guys, with the Herberts and all those guys. Now he's gonna go behind Mac Jones, right, and Trey Lance. And Zach Wilson. Like, he went from being the guy to being behind a one year starter at Alabama. A one year wonder at BYU and Zach Wilson. And a guy who's played fourteen games for North Dakota State. Again, I'm not saying that that doesn't mean they can't be good. It's just I feel like some of that is is I call it the Frosted Flake Syndrome, right? When you ask your body what the best cereal is, right? They never say Frosted Flakes, even though it clearly is, right? Everybody wants the different, the newest, uh, something that has a little pizzazz, but you're never going to have a bad bowl of Frosted Flakes, right? That's, that's what I think about when I think about these quarterbacks. The more you see them, the more you get bored with them, and the more you start nitpicking, like, well, well... Uh, I like this one because this is new, or this one has a little more pizzazz, or or he same thing with his quarterbacks. Well, Zach Wilson can make this throw, um, yeah, but he, you know, couldn't beat Coastal Carolina, and he had two bad years before that. Uh, Trey Lance has the highest upside of anybody. Well, yeah, he played one game this year. He was 15 for 30, threw a pick against Central Arkansas, and played a very run-heavy uh, system for a, a a dominant FCS school. Right, he was the next in line. And then you have Mac Jones, who has uh, mobility concerns, even though his footwork in the pocket is, is tremendous, uh, throwing to open receivers nonstop. Um, and then he has the off-field stuff with the DUI stuff, even though nobody wants to call that character concerns. But that's a whole, whole different discussion. So you've seen Justin Fields for years take care of business. Played well in the highest levels. He runs really, really, really well, right, really well. So I don't understand. Let me see if I can pull this up. Right now, I might get 
I might know you guys a little bit here with this. Let me see if I can find what the what the scouting report is on Justin. All right, so I'm when I talk about when I read these reports, I'm going to use um, uh, the draft guide from the Athletic because all of the mock drafts I used were from other sites. So I want to find something that was kind of neutral compared to the other sites. Um, and they have him. The Athletic has him fourth uh, behind Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and Trey Lance. And they have for Justin Fields. Um, he's six foot two, two twenty seven. What do you run in the forty? Uh, does, yeah, four 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 six. Come on, man. Right. And so there's some concerns about um, his like, so his weaknesses: his undeveloped field vision, lacks on his preferred read, and doesn't consistently find his second and third options. Needs to be quicker eliminating things post snap. Stares down reads, doesn't play with a consistent sense of urgency. Needs to be better taking what the defense gives him instead of forcing throws. Uh, his passes lose life when attempting to throw off balance. Ball security needs work. Holds the ball loose in the pocket and has a runner. And as a runner, he fumbles too much. Needs to do a better job of avoiding hits. Benefit from an all-star cast around him, both players and play calling. Okay, a lot to digest there because one, it sounds terrible, right? It sounds it sounds bad when you consider anything else. I'm not going to read anybody else's. Um, there's some things to, to unpack there. One, the, the taking care of the ball. Um, it sounds like a really important thing, even though um, he only threw for nine picks over his his two his two full years as a starter at um, Ohio State. Um, the all-star cast around him. I mean, I'll, you know, Mac Jones had a hell of a cast. I mean, if you play high-level college football, you're going to have a good cast of, of skilled players around you. So... Um, just the, the, the nitpicking on this guy is absolutely insane. Um, he's been battling with Trevor Lawrence since high school, right? They was on that show. Uh, there's a show on Netflix, I think, called like QB One or Under the Lights or something like that. Um, he was on there. I mean, that they've had these guys have been the guys for ever, and he hasn't missed. Like, you know, 68 uh, percent completion. Like he was the one who loved football so much. Him and Trevor Lawrence helped get football back. Uh, by the starting the petitions and all that stuff, um, like there is so so much to like about it, but somehow we get bored when we see these guys for too long, right? You gotta find something new. You gotta find something new. I just think Justin Fields, in my opinion, is is even including Trevor Lawrence. I like Justin Fields the best. Now, going back to how it happens for us to be able to step up, San Francisco take Max Jones takes Mac Jones. Um, so they traded up from 12 to 3. Um, and the initial reports were that Mac Jones was going to be their guy. And now all of a sudden there there's reports that they think about Trey Lance. They're going through all these other different things, which I think is absurd, right? You don't trade up that high to then think about finding somebody else. You trade up that high if you know who you want to go get. If you don't know who you're going to get, right, you say, hey, we should go get somebody, right? You probably wait and see what how the draft's going to play out. Then move up when those things are sorted out for you. But if you move up from 12 to 3, you know who you're going to get. Um, and I think Mac Jones fits what they like. You know, Kyle Shanahan made Matt Ryan an MVP. Um, he, he works well with, with, with non-athletic, non, yeah, non-athletic quarterbacks who have good footwork, with, which is what Mac Jones has, right? He's accurate. Kyle Shanahan thinks he can scheme guys open. He needs somebody to get them the ball, right? 
this is a win now team, right? That San Francisco roster is loaded. They were in Super Bowl two years ago. Uh, should have won. It should have beat the the, the Chiefs. Uh, they choked away down the stretch. A lot to do with uh, Garoppolo not being able to complete passes. So, I still think Mac Jones go three. And if he does, right, that's great for the the uh, idea that we could get Justin Fields in a, in a trade up, right? So that's. Number one, San Francisco, ta- San Francisco takes Mac Jones. Number two, we need Atlanta to not trade their pick. That is, well, obviously, unless it's, unless it's Chicago. Um, I'd rather not go up to four. That's going to be a hell of a lot of draft capital. Definitely probably the next two first, uh, 22 and 23. Um, but so after San Francisco takes Mac Jones, we need Atlanta to keep their pick, right? Please, Atlanta, keep your pick. Trade, take Kyle Pitts, take Penny, uh, Penny Sewell, like whatever, whoever. I don't care. You could draft anybody as long as it's not a quarterback and you don't trade it. Do whatever the hell you want to do, Atlanta. Please, 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 right? Because the farther it goes without another quarterback being taken, the cheaper the price gets, right, for us to possibly move up. Also, if he takes, if they take, uh, let's say they take Kyle Pitts at four, Miami's not moving down. And then, who is number six? Let me see if I can find this real quick. I should probably have this in front of me. Um, 21 draft order. <clears throat> All right, so one is Jacksonville, two is the Jets, three is San Francisco, four is the Falcons, five is Cincinnati, six is Miami, right? So if Atlanta takes Pitts four, Miami's not trading down because they're going to take either Jamar Chase or Sewell, whichever one's left, or Pitts, whichever one's left. And then the Dolphins would take the leftover of uh, Chase, Pitts, or uh, the other Alabama's receivers, whether it's Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith. So then that gets you down to number seven, right? And this is where it starts getting interesting. Seven is Detroit. They aren't going to trade... Um, a, they aren't going to draft a quarterback, right? They have Jared Goff, uh, and he has a, a, a huge contract coming up. Um, and they need pieces, right? So this is the first trade partner that is possible for somebody to trade up to get a quarterback after number four, right? It's number seven with Detroit. They're not going to trade with Chicago, and if they do, it would be probably a pretty, pretty, pretty heavy pi- price to pay. Anything that involves interdivision trades is just more expensive, right? So uh, we need Detroit to take their pick. After that, if it gets to number eight at Carolina and Trey Lance and Justin Fields are on the clock, I feel so very, very, very confident that the Bears will now start the idea of trading up to get a quarterback, right? Carolina has one. They just traded, they just traded for Sam Darnold. Now, I'm not saying that they wouldn't uh, draft one. It wouldn't be out of out of the realm, it would be ridiculous because they just traded uh, you know, a second and some other picks for Sam Darnold. But, again, it's, it's, not, it's not absolutely absurd. right? If, you, if a guy falls, you're like, hey, we didn't expect to have him. Here's what it is, right? But if those things happen, if Mac Jones goes three, if Atlanta takes pits or any – it takes a player besides a quarterback at four, I think – this is the time to make the move. Simple as that. And the longer that more than one quarterback is available, 
the better it, it is for us because you still have uh, Denver at nine could possibly take uh, a quarterback. Um, the Giants at 11 possibly could take a quarterback. Then you have New England at 15 who could trade up, Washington at 19 who can trade up, and then the Bears at 20 who could trade up. So there are there are plenty of things that could get us, you know, could bite us in the butt. But if those – and this isn't saying it's a long shot because I, I think the, the path that I'm laying out is honestly the most likely, right? It's to say that, hey, you have Mac Jones at three, which has been rumored for months since uh, at, uh, San Francisco traded up. You have Atlanta taking Pitts at four, which makes sense because Matt Ryan's contract is insane. They don't have the ability to get out from underneath it for at least a couple of years. Um, and that that offense could be pretty good still if you have Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, and then Matt Ryan, who is just um, doing, who is just a guy, right, who was, who was an MVP a few years ago. Um, so these aren't long shots, right? Uh, Cincinnati's not trading out. They need somebody to either protect uh, Burrow or throw for for Burrow to throw to. Miami just traded down to twelve, or yeah, and then back up to six with Philadelphia. So they went up there to make sure they can get either one of those receiving options, whether it's Kyle Pitts the tight end, any of the receivers between Jamar Chase from LSU, Devontae Smith from Alabama, or Jalen Waddle from Alabama. So that that top six is 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 it is pretty set. Seven's where it gets really worrisome, but then if we can get to eight, if we can get to eight with Lance and Fields available, it's go time, right? Now, how much would it cost? That depends. If there's one or two available, if there's two available, it's probably a little bit cheaper. It's going to cost you another first, right? That's just too many picks to move up together without a first. Um, I would love to keep 2022's first, next year's first, because, again, I think we're going to be bad. That's me thinking logically. In September, we'll be going undefeated on the way to Super Bowl. Uh, so, logically, right now, I think we're going to be bad. So, keeping next year's first would be huge. And if we are bad, you know, maybe it's to get um, for more firepower for whoever we draft. Um, maybe we need to be in those quarterback sweepstakes. Whatever it might be, right? That that's just it doesn't make sense to to part from next year's first unless it's a big swing, right? I think I think Justin Fields is that guy. I think he fits. Um, he's not the the he's not super pinpoint accurate, but he's pretty accurate. Um, he's got a strong enough arm. He's a big guy who can run. Um, and I think that the 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 way that the NFL seems to be going seems to be going towards guys like him, guys who can run. It's not their first option, but they can still be really dangerous with their feet, right? Um, now, okay, if, if 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 I'm completely wrong and it goes through, and and all those guys are gone, or Atlanta trades out and somebody trades up to four and takes somebody, um, then then what do we do at twenty, right? So I looked up uh, some some mock drafts and it says I'll I'll kind of read you who they have us taking. Um, Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News has us taking Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State at twenty. Uh, Mel Kiver Jr., same thing, and Jeff Dickerson, uh, both from ESPN, both say Tevin Jenkins, uh, offensive tackle from Oklahoma State. I don't mind a tackle, right? I don't mind. It. I don't mind a tackle at all. Um, it's a really important position. I'd say quarterback, tackle, uh, pass rusher, and deep and, and corner are probably the four most important positions uh, on a football field. So finding somebody to um, take over at, at one of the tackle positions in the first round 
I, I can't complain about at all. Um, I mean, you saw what happened with uh, with the Chiefs in the first uh, in the Super Bowl when they didn't have their pa- their both their tackles out and guys were moved around. It changed the entire offense. So, you know, we need we know we need O line help, and then getting uh, James Daniels back will help, and that interior looks pretty good with. James Daniel, uh, Cody White here, and then whether it's Alex Bars playing center or uh, uh, Sam, what's his name, Mustafa or whatever it is, uh, in the mix in there, that the interior line looks a little bit stronger, especially when James Daniels gets back. So um, you can't be mad at fortifying the O line. I mean, it's not a sexy pick, um, but it, it's a necessary pick. Um, Todd McShay has us taking Kadarius Tony, wide receiver from Florida. Um, he's a guy who did some really. Uh, it's like one of the draft analysts, right? Here's a guy who's blah blah blah, um, but he is—he's a guy who caused a lot of problems in um, in college. He's—he's—he's—he's he's, he's, he's a speedster. Let me see if I can pull up his uh, his. Uh, there we go, Kadarius Tony. The athletic, the athletic has him as the fourth rated receiver behind Chase Weidel and uh, Devonte Smith. He ran a four three seven. We could use some. We could use some speed, um, you know. And then you have uh, Allen Robinson and Mooney on the outside. And then this guy working the slot. Um, that gives you some options. That gives you some 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 fun things to do uh, offensively. And then with uh, Tariq coming back, and you know David Montgomery taking a step forward once we finally committed to the run. Like there's there's reason to be optimistic. Um, again, I just I just you can find. I think you can find receivers later, as we saw with Darnell Mooney. Um, you can find receivers later. So I'm not the biggest fan of, unless it's a home run guy, taking a receiver in the first, right? And they, if it is, got to be a guy who is exceptional at something. So whether it's it's speed, whether he's, he's just a burner like Tyreek Hill, uh, whether it's a big body um, guy like a, or an athletic freak like a Julio Jones or something like, like that, that's just... I don't want just another guy on offense. We have plenty of those guys, right? So I'm not the biggest fan of that, but that's who um, Todd McShay had us taking. Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network had us taking Craig, Greg Newsom from uh, cornerback from Northwestern. See if we can find his. Um, he had a great game against um, Justin Fields in the uh, Big Ten Championship game. That's one of the, the worst games that Justin Fields had. Um, that that Northwestern defense caused a lot of problems. So um, when you look at it, somebody like Greg Newsom, see how he fits and what they have him rated as and stuff like that. Let's see where we at? All right, they have him on the Athletic ranked as the third ranked cornerback. Um, he is, ran a four three eight forty. He's a six foot guy, almost two hundred pounds. Um, he's a little bit on the leaner side. Let's see what they say? Struggles shed blocks. Um, Really aggressive, no moves. We've seen Kyle Fuller do that for years, um, and he only had only had one interception in his career. So the draft of that, I don't know. Like I was excited about that one until I read a little bit more about that. You know, to draft a a, a corner, uh, a defensive playmaker, um, you need him to make plays, right? If you need to draft a first round guy just to basically be solid and tackle people, right? That's called a linebacker. So. That's a little bit less exciting than I thought it was going to be. And then wrapping it up, Peter King from NBC Sports says, uh, 
we're going to draft Rashad Bateman uh, from Minnesota. And he is a guy, He's I think he's six, a little over six foot. Uh, I mean, again, I, I have no problem with drafting offensive weapons. You have to have guys who are going to do those types of things. And Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney weren't enough last year. Um, so obviously the more we have, the merrier. But again, I, I, I think that unless it's just an, an exceptional guy, wide receiver can wait, right? Corner can wait. The, this is when you, you, you have to get guys who are going to make an impact right away. Um, so with all that being said, this is where I get scared. Because say you get to 20 and you're really thinking we, we, got, we need one of these quarterbacks, but they're all gone. There are some quarterbacks that could go in the second round that I get really worried that we could draft up or we could trade up back into the first or trade back in the first uh, to get one of these guys at the end of the first round. Um, it's worked well for some, like it did for uh, Baltimore when they traded back into the first to get Lamar Jackson at number 32. Like, I would take that. That would be pretty damn awesome. Um, I think the Vikings did it too when they traded back in for Teddy Bridgewater, right, which is – um, I mean, he he hasn't been anything spectacular. Uh, injuries obviously didn't help, but he was still a game manager when he was healthy. Um, so there's 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 some some good and some bad, but the idea of doing that there's three guys that I think that there are real possibilities for you to, for us to do that. Uh, Davis Mills from Stanford, Kellen Mond from Texas A&M, and Kyle Trask from University of Florida, and they all have their flaws. Um, Kyle Trask doesn't have the strongest arm, a little bit on the shorter side, um, and then obviously didn't play well in the big games at Florida. Kellen Mond, I I don't really like him. I don't like his arm motion. I don't want to get into all the nerdy stuff, but um, he doesn't take any shots down the field, which we we see how important that is, right? People know you're going to be aggressive. It, it changes how they defend you. Um, we've seen that for the last three years. So uh, I'm good on that one as far as the, you know, as the negatives. And then Davis Mills, um, He's a guy. He's interesting because he was the number one rated quarterback in his class, and which is the same one that Tua from Alabama was in. Uh, he was rated higher than Tua. Had some injuries. Um, then had the COVID shortened season. He hasn't. He's only like six and five. Hasn't played a whole lot, but he has that pedigree. Um, and he makes some nice throws and stuff like that. But I really think that if he gets to twenty and we don't have a quarterback yet, I think there's a chance that either we either trade back from twenty or you trade up in addition to 20 to get into the late 20s uh, or 30, 31, or 32 to get one of these guys. I, there's just no way that you can convince me that you go from being all in on making getting a quarterback to basically saying we're okay with going into next season with Andy Dalton and no developmental prospects, right? If you're Matt Nagy, right, you need to find somebody who's going to fit what you want to do because, again – I think he's more on the hot seat than Ryan Pace is, um, and I don't, I don't know how much I agree with it, but just from what what you see and what you um, what you what I, what I've read, that that's how it feels. Um, and, I mean, and honestly, the thing that this is why I wish that this is why I wanted them fired, if you weren't gonna let them make swings last year, because if you're gonna hamstring them and say you can't do, you can't do, you can't do, then why would you keep them? Right, you really got to take those chances and say, "Hey, this is who we're going to be. We're going to give him another shot." If you got to take swings, take swings. You know, and could it hurt us in the future? A hundred percent, a hundred percent, it could hurt us in the future. But 
like that's their job. They are there to try to keep their job and build a winning football team. That's what they're there to do. I'm all and if if that includes trading for Justin Fields, hell, sign me up. I'd even go up to four to get him. Like I, that to me, he is the best quarterback in the draft. And you see in the NFL, you need to have a quarterback to be successful. It's just how it works. For long-term success, you have to have a quarterback. You've had guys, you, like I said, the Niners uh, took a step back when Garoppolo took a step back. The Rams have been handicapped by Jared Goff's lack of progression. Like, it's just, even the competitive teams who are good, they need that quarterback to take that next step. And the Bears don't have one. And again, you can't, there's no way in this world you'll be able to convince me that they thought the best way to do it was to either go all in for Russell Wilson, and if that didn't work, plan B was Andy Dalton. It's just simply not true. Right? And so, after reading all this other stuff and seeing how, uh, you know, Ryan Pace has done a good, good job of avoiding um, tipping off drafts and what he's going to do, um, there hasn't been a whole lot of buzz around, you know, they were surpri- people were surprised when Matt Nagy showed up to the pro day that Justin Fields had. There just hasn't been a lot of smoke, of, of, of uh, a lot of intel about what they're going to do. Um, and so with that, with that being the case, that's just why I think it's time. I think it's, it's, this is the time that they're going to make that move and take a swing. They tried and they failed, right? Although I will remind you, obviously that it's very highly, 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 highly unlikely, but I will remind you that on draft night, the bears would be able to trade four firsts for Russell Wilson, right? Just throwing that out there again. It's, it's the unlikeliest of unlikelies. But just reminding you, right, that they could. But in reality, I think that, that Justin Fields uh, um, is the guy. Uh, it, honestly, I will not be mad if any of those first five guys end up on the Bears. Well, I guess, you know, Lawrence and Wilson aren't. So any of those next three guys, Lance, Jones, or Fields, I would rather... Jones fall to us, and I'd be okay with it. And honestly, if I'm really being honest, I wouldn't be terribly, terribly, terribly upset if they took Mills um, later, later in the first. Because it's one of those things where, again, you have to have a quarterback, and you got to keep swinging. Ryan Pace said when he first got here, he wanted to draft a quarterback in every draft, and he drafted one the entire time he was here, uh, and that did not work out. You've got to keep swinging until you hit, because the one position in the NFL that you've got to hit on to be successful consistently is the quarterback position. So if he decides he finds a guy, and it's, and it's Davis Mills, and he wants to come back up to get him, I can't be mad at it. If it's Kyle Trask, I can't be mad at it, but I at least would understand it. You have to come out of this draft, preferably round one, because that means you're going to get a guy you really wanted, or round two. You have to get somebody and say, hey, this is who we think is going to be the next quarterback of the Chicago Bears. Waiting until the fifth round to draft Sam Ellinger from Texas would be a joke. And as I say it out loud, I feel I've, it's going to be sad thinking about the possibility that that could actually happen. But I don't think it's going to happen, guys. I, I, I really think 
based on everything I've read, uh, uh, seeing breaking down how the things might might possibly tra- you know work out draft wise. I really think we come away with our quarterback on the first round. I think tomorrow night at about let's say we'll we'll say somewhere in the nine ish range, nine o'clock somewhere around there. We have some conversations. Either we're on the clock, or we moved up to trade some. To, we moved up to take somebody. Um, somebody's falling, and the Bears are in the room, in you know, in the mix for them. I, I really think tomorrow we'll have a quarterback of the future. And and that's it. We just need again I'll break it down for you. So you, as you're watching the drafts, you can see that the pieces fall in line. Mac Jones goes number three to San Francisco. Kyle Pitts goes number four to Atlanta. Detroit keeps their pick. If we get to number eight in Carolina and Trey Lance and Justin Fields are still there, we are going to draft a quarterback on Thursday night. I I don't guarantee it. And I won't say I bet on it because I'm terrible at gambling. But... If we get to eight and Carolina has that pick, with Justin Fields and Trey Lance are on the cl- are, are still available, the Chicago Bears will end up with one of them as their quarterback for next year. That simple. Fingers crossed for Justin Fields. So again, um, thanks for listening to me just ramble and 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 uh, tell you what I think is going to happen because there's no um, – I don't have NFL draft analyst in my bio on Twitter. Um, I just kind of, you know, read everybody else's stuff and, and, and kind of make my own assumptions on, based on how I see that stuff going uh, and things that happened in the past. So um, I could be completely wrong. I've been wrong a, a hell of a lot of times. Um, but just based on how things look and, and, and the way the draft board looks, man, I just think that – Everything that we've seen so far, including how the Bears uh, like to take their chances, man. Like they, that's what Ryan Pace is going to be aggressive, either going forward or trading back, right? You know, he's never traded. He's never traded back into in the first round. Um, but again, I, I think that there's there's an urgency there, and you saw that with the the pursuit of Russell Wilson. Um, and so it, it'd be really hard to convince me that you were like so convinced that you need to make a change of quarterback that you would offer three firsts and a couple of players and then once that fizzled you say hey well we tried and that's it and we'll just kind of go and see how uh, the Red Rocket Andy Dalton takes us this year so um, again I, I feel confident if we get to that point with Carolina I, I really feel like we, we walk away tomorrow with uh, the quarterback of the future um, and, and I, I have a, a, a big hunch, a big feeling uh, that it's Justin Fields so Fingers crossed. Let's let's enjoy it either way. And also, I got a shout out to uh, Kendrick Green, uh, University of Illinois interior O lineman, uh, play either guard spot or center. Uh, he's going into the draft. Coached. Uh, he was on the team when I was when 2016 is when he graduated um, from Peoria High School. Uh, great kid. I I can't wait to see where he goes. Um, as long as it's not NFC North, I'll get a jersey. He's just he's a great kid. Um, and it'll be awesome to see to see where he goes. But first, we'll deal with him on Friday. He'd be a, between the second and the fourth round pick. So, Kendrick, I'm I'm checking you out, man. I'm rooting for you. Um, but 
first on Thursday. We gotta get one of those Ohio State guys. Let's go get Justin Fields. So, uh, fingers crossed to see how it goes. And I'll be back um, next week after the draft is over to break down uh, all the grades and the picks and all the other stuff. And 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 hopefully I'll be ordering my uh, my Justin Fields and Kendrick Green combo jersey. So, um, if you disagree, if you read anything else, let me know what you think. Uh, and then I'll see you next week. Bear down. <laughs>